Welcome to the old bastard martini lunch. This is a show about advertising and design creatives with an audience of one. Me. I'm Peter Morse. This is my show. understand there may be some others listening into this conversation and to you I say thanks I'm really only doing this to entertain myself so with that said I hope you find this to be as engaging as I do all right who's ready for part two of Paul Rankin's interview Paul, if you heard the first part, is a copywriter at Swanson Russell. He's a really good guy, got some really interesting stories, a lot of history. If you didn't catch the first one, there's some good stuff there, and uh, we're going to continue on with the second one here. Uh, Lots more uh, stories to share. And uh, clown stories, and those, of course, will probably involve drinking as well. So join us at our booth in the back as we share our drinks and we share our stories. We, we briefly touched on North Dakota, just yes. like many people do. Okay. <laughs> I have a great advertising story about North Dakota. Good, let's um, <laughs> we were doing a... Yeah. We were filming a spot uh, that involved shooting footage of the, the North Dakota State Fair Parade. And there was a guy who worked for this company we were shooting the commercial about, and we were showing up all the good things he does in the community. Both of them? Both of them, yeah. (laughs) And one of the things he did, he was like a shriner or something like that. And so he was going to drive like one of those little clown car things in the parade. But we needed him in a different spot in the parade because he was also in the fire department. And so we had to have him up like on the fire truck at first. Right. But later he was going to run back and take the car over. And so they needed someone to drive the car until he could run back and jump into it. And they're like, they're looking around and finally came down to me. Right. And they're like, Rankin, you have to drive the clown car. And I'm like, oh, a dream come is, true, right? It's horrible. I feel like you were built for that. I am. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> um, I have the body type. The yeah. Oh yeah. Fits into wide, clown car yeah, yeah. Wide shoulders um, and like little pencil legs. Yes. And so like they take me over to this group of clowns to tell me that this guy's going to be driving the car. And the clowns are all smoking like filterless camels and stuff, and they're all sitting there and they're all and they're all like cussing and swearing and shit. And seriously, this clown turns and looks at me, and he flicks the butt away, and he's like, "All right, listen up. Whatever you do, don't hit any goddamn kids. Some fuck last year hit a kid. We're still paying for that shit." Are you even a goddamn Shriner? Can he even drive this thing? And so they're going to this big thing about whether I can drive it because I'm not a Shriner. Oh, sure. And then they're like, well, you have to wear... They finally decide I I can. And then they're like, I had to wear some Shriner thing. Did you have to wear the hat? Not a Fez. I would have liked a Fez. One of them had this big, sweaty, like, leather bush hat. With all these Shriner pins in it. And he plopped it on my head. (laughs) And it's all sweaty and nasty. Anyway, and then I had to drive this con car and not hit any goddamn kids. <laughs> that sounds good. Um, His words, not yours. <laughs> <laughs> 
What about the uh, God blessed kids? Could you hit them? Yeah, they, okay. those, well, because they're going to heaven. They're going straight yeah. to heaven. That's the thing. Yeah, they have the open season for those kids. I have another good clown story. Uh, uh, keep them coming. <laughs> shit, we're gonna change the name of this podcast. I know. Just another clown story. Just With another Martins. clown story. Well, it was, it was when I lived in New Orleans, and uh, I was. In the French Quarter with my friend Mike McCann, and we were pretty fully croissant at that point. What did Mike McCann do? He ended up being a lawyer. Okay, what did he do at that time? Though? He was a student like me. Studying? Studying lawyer oh, I don't know. I mean, Mike McCann, it sounded like, uh, like a TV guy. So you Mike McCann, yeah, I'll you, fight for your yeah, rights. Yes. You were talking about how you were in yeah, journalism, so it sounded yeah. like a TV No, guy. he was like a business major. Oh, okay. I was a journalism major. I was stupid. Yeah. He's rich now, and I'm, you know... You're, I'm here on this. Yeah, podcast. we're having a great time. <laughs> You're rich in love. Yeah, I'm rich in life experiences. Yes. You've driven a count of my niece, a clown car. My niece he probably the other day represented you in an accident or something too. Uh, he hit goddamn kids. Yeah, <laughs> my niece the other day said when she grows up she wants to be rich in pugs and cats. Oh, and I'm not even kidding because you're rich in pugs and cats. So oh, I thought that was kind of cute. Rich in pugs. I have an embarrassment of riches. But anyway, so Mike and I are down. We're in the French Quarter, New Orleans, and across the street, I see a mime talking to a girl, and I'm just like yell across the street, "Hey, you're a mime. You can't talk to him." And he puts up his hand and says, like, basically one second to me. He sort of mimed it at me. But he kept talking to the girl. But then we end up talking to him. And he's like, well, I'm not a mime. Technically, I'm a clown because I don't have the the line of silence on my face or something. We're <laughs> a lame excuse. But we end up drinking all night with this guy, Sandy the Clown. Yeah. And uh, we're at an Irish bar. I think it was McLean's. And we're drinking Guinness and we're doing shots of Jameson and it ends up being like four in the morning and the conversation is taking all these weird turns and stuff. And finally, we were talking about, at the time I was considering going on this weird internship in South Africa because apartheid was going on and they wanted Western journalists to come there because they were less likely to get beaten and killed. Right. Um, it's a good reason to take so, the job. Yeah, good reason to take the job. So not like this place where the level get beaten and killed any day. But, but anyway, so we were talking about this internship, and he's like, well, what if all this shit hits the fan, man? How are you going to get out of the country? You know, And I was like, I haven't really thought about anything. Yeah. Well, you know you got to think about that stuff. You know, what are you going to do? What are you prepared to do to get away? And he's getting like, face with his clown face, <laughs> and he's wasted, and he yeah. reeks of whiskey, and he's getting like closer and closer to me. <laughs> Pretty soon, like, the last thing I remember about that night was like, you got to, during the course of this conversation, he's been talking about how he has friends who are like mercenaries in like Rhodesia, and he's like, dressed in he's clown brigade. He's done bad <laughs> clown, yeah, dressed in clown, yeah. He's the, getting away. The he's killer hiding. clown brigade. Anyway, yeah. he's hiding in plain sight. Yeah. Wait, is this ICP? Like, who are you talking to? But, uh, so I mean, this thing's been going all over the place, and finally, he's like an inch from my face. And here's this guy in clown makeup, and he's finally like, are you prepared to kill a man with your bare hands? And he's got his hands up by my throat, and my friend Mike's like, yeah, we're going home. Oh, <laughs> I, thought, I thought maybe he was suicidal, and he was like... <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> 
No, are, Sandy, are you prepared? Sandy wanted Let's to live because do me. Do me a favor. <laughs> somehow we ended up giving Sandy a ride home, but he wouldn't tell us exactly where he lived. Right. He got us in the vicinity because he said there were people that were looking for him. I can fall asleep in this gutter. It'll be flat. Well, no, it was it was even better than that. He's like, all right, pull up to this stop sign. Just do a slow roll through this intersection. And he literally opened the door and like tumbled out and did like a roll in the street and then just ran into the dark. Was it comical? Was it like the big clown feet and as he rolls it's just like (laughs) (laughs) It didn't make any squeaky noises or anything. He was actually pretty graceful for So I was pretty drunk, so here's what I wanted. But then he just ran into the night and my friend Mike and I the next day, like he calls me and he's like Did that all happen? (laughs) Like what the was that? But what I want to know is Sandy the Clown, like, is he, was he an actual, like, working clown, or is he just this psychologically screwed up guy that dressed it a clown as a clown because he thought people were after him, and that was the best disguise to go no, through? No, I think he was day. downtown doing, like, street perform, like, he was doing clown shit downtown. Okay. Because, well, you just ruined my movie idea. So, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this is great. Well, well you can still do it. It doesn't have to be... You can still been based like, on a true story at the beginning. Yeah, it kind yeah, of it's is. like a, it's like the movie Lorenzo where he just looks at people randomly and goes, "I have a condition," and then like he's just always a clown. Yeah, that's what he does. Uh, who do you cast as the clown? What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> just a sec. How yeah. did you end up there? Like, where are you? Are you from here originally? I'm from Omaha. Well, how'd you end up there? Well, I went to prep. Which is all male oh, you went to Jesuit high school. Um, uh, I can't think of the name. The, the, the damn Catholic college out there, right? Um, Loyola. Loyola University. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, I so of that's why I, I was thinking of what? Tulane. So there's a but connection. Now, Tulane, that's pronounced Tulane. Tulane. Not Tulane. Sorry, I'm a Back to pronunciation. Like Tulane Hunterway. <laughs> right. So, we were separated from them by a fence. Okay. And they were like literally next to each other. So, how did you, yeah, how'd you end up there? So, prep up in Omaha is a Jesuit high school. Uh-huh. Yeah, the Jesuits are a Catholic order of, like, teaching priests. And, uh... Um, so they're like the hipsters of Catholicism. Yeah. Okay. They are. Good. I'm, I'm, really, I'm learning. It's really <laughs> annoying now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is good. I'm Wait, like, did you say, so, I'm really annoying? Or no, the <laughs> Jesuits are really annoying. I've got a great Jesuit joke I'll tell you in a minute that no one will get. If anybody laughs, it'll be amazing. Uh, so anyway, that's how I got there. There was there was like a pipeline of people that went from prep down to Loyola, and I was like, "Why?" I just wanted to see something different. You know, okay. my parents were but like, "You're going to the same people were going there." Was there really wasn't a lot of people. There was like two guys oh, okay. down there. It wasn't like a. What, it was what? a not, not a pipeline, more of a trickle. So you were so, exaggerating. Before. Yes, I lie. <laughs> uh, I'm a lying liar who lies. <laughs> uh, what are your other options though, coming out of the Midwest? Uh, I mean, it seemed like everyone I know was going to to Creighton, mm-hmm. to UNL, to UNO. But, th- but I mean, they're not. Carney. And then there was, you know, people, there was a couple other, I knew guys who went to Georgetown. I knew a guy who went to Stanford and, you know. But why did you really go there? Again, just to get out of the Midwest and okay. see something crazy, you know. Sure. New Orleans sounded interesting. Um, so I went down there and it was interesting. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So Mardi Gras was in San... Mardi Gras, I think people think of it as like a day, like Mardi Gras day. It really, it lasts about a month. There's like 
a month of parades yeah. leading up to the penultimate day that is Mardi Gras itself. Because you have the different parishes all do different things. Yeah, and there's like all these floats that, that have a, they call them the crew um, that runs the the parade so they'd be like the crew of Endymion and they do that uh, that parade and there's the crew of Rex and the crew of it's the crew of Zulu was is funny because it, it's is it crew like C-R-E-W or no K-R-E-W-E okay um there was like there was a there one of the parades um oh what was it called the crew of Ferret uh was I think started by Loyola Law students like back in the 20s or something like that so there was like a lot of history behind these parades. In fact, one of them, the crew of Zulu, was a parade. Um, when it started, hey, it's all everybody in the parade is black, and they dress like African, like a caricature of black African natives, and they wear blackface. What? So okay. go figure that one out. Um, Wait, black people wear blackface? Yes, black people wearing blackface, <laughs> painting their lips in big white. Is that racist? I don't know. Okay. I try not I'm to ask too hard about these I'm things. I'm going to ask the hard questions. And in all these parades, there's always like something they throw off that's like really, you know, they throw beads and they throw doubloons and all these things, but every parade has kind of a signature thing they throw. Like, like in the St. Patrick's Day parades, girls would throw... The ingredients for Irish stew off the floats. <laughs> so, like, if a you caught, you get hit yes. <laughs> well, you got, you, get, you would get. Well, if a girl thought you were like really cute or yeah, something like, like that, really hot, she would throw you a cabbage. <laughs> I'm not even kidding you. So I got a cabbage oh, one year, man, and I like jumped up on the side of the float. This girl kissed me, and she hands me this cabbage. That's fantastic. I vowed to make her my wife, and I never saw her again. Uh, well, but you know, you're still, I'm totally, to this day, bringing home the cat. Yes, I am. That's the total side story. Now yeah. I'm going to do a side sub-story oh, of the main yeah. story. That's fine. That's what this is. We were in a St. Patrick's Day parade. These things last forever. Um, one of my fraternity brothers, his uncle owned the New Orleans Saints. And so in this parade, Jim Benson is riding in this New Orleans well, Saints go-kart. They were the Aints back then. Yeah. People still wore paper sacks in their head to go yeah, watch them. Yeah. Um, I was the year they first made it into the playoffs and they lost and you would have thought we conquered Mars or something the city nearly burned down but so they're in the St. Patrick's Day parade and Jim Benson is riding in this go-kart which is like a big Saints helmet and the two of my fraternity brothers were walking in front of him throwing out like Saints beads and putting Saints stickers on people lo and behold and and they're all wasted because every story in New Orleans you just think you need to be there no it's St. Patrick's Day oh St. Patrick's Day we, so we, we run a side story. Yeah, right? we'll come we're back. Change it. We're we'll coming come back, back to that. Yeah, story. I, like we'll come back. Yeah. So, offshoot them. Lo and behold, who should be marching in the parade directly in front of them? And the way they set these parades up, you're not allowed to like shift order or anything like that. So you just have to march where you're set. It's not like a shift. Shriner situation. Yeah, or they just let a crazy <laughs> so person kids. clown car. kids. <laughs> David Duke. Oh. Is marching right in front of them in the parade, okay. the neo Nazi guy who yeah. is running for like state senator. Like no, oh, no, 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 out in the audience, and about every third set of beads, they whip right at the back of his head. And again, they're all wasted, so Tom Benson is, like, pulling this go-kart up behind him, and he would, like, rip it up! 
and knock his feet out from under him, and he'd fall onto the go-kart, and he'd be like, Get off my float, you freaking Nazi! And dude would get up and be all mad, and they'd be like, look at all these registered voters, and he'd just like start waving yeah, yeah. And I saw him in the parade, and I threw a potato at him <laughs> that a girl had given me. So, Does that I'd just mean- like to be able to know that I threw a potato at a renowned Nazi... <laughs> David Duke. Yeah, so. but that, but like, I guess according to Irish lore, you're married now, right? <laughs> Hit a man with a potato, and that's your Hit a man with a potato. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah. Okay, good. So that was the side story. So anyway, back to so Paul's I'm, married to a neo-Nazi. I'm married to a neo-Nazi. It was an act of aggression. Yes, it was. Yeah, I didn't. It hit might have been missed. I wish. It might have been trapped. Oh, you didn't even make contact. No, I didn't. I was drunk. He threw. That's a poor excuse. If you, you were a Holt, if you were a marine, uh, you'd have hit the guy. Oh jeez. Holt is like the, he's my fact checker here. He's keeping it. You told me about out. your experience with grenades and that you don't even like to hold nah, them. Nah, fuck so. grenades, man. Those things can kill everybody. Well, it's just a, it's not a potato. I have a grenade story too. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Let's do the back parade. to Mardi Gras. So yeah, anyway, I feel like this whole thing is about parades, which I'm totally on board. Grenades, it's fine. Everyone parades, loves parades. Yeah. parades and clowns, parades and grenades. So and parades, parades, grenades, and clowns. There's your story. That's the yeah. title of the episode: parades, grenades, and clowns. Yeah. Um, and let me I'm, show up. By the way, uh, I'm really glad you showed up. Dresses a clown. Yeah, so I think it made it. I yeah. appreciate it. I didn't. I didn't know that you would do. I have my face tattooed yeah. like this during Mardi Gras. I was confused. Most of this conversation, I was really confused. But the fact yes. that you did that, I appreciate that. Well, I'm not wearing pants. No, just well, so everyone. We appreciate that. Appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, it's all right. Is it hot enough in here for it you? It is. <laughs> it's, okay, it's, it's close. It's well, close. I, that's why you didn't wear pants. Yes, you got the memo from Ryan. Yeah. That's not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> no, so anyway, my roommate and I are... This is going back to your story about the bandage. My roommate and I decided Mardi Gras morning, we got like squeezy bottles that were on little ropes that we could hang around our neck. And whatever came along that day, we would just add that to the mix. So it started out with like beer and turned into gin and tonics getting dumped in there and whatever we came across. And I remember like toward the end of the night, John saying, we've been to parades all day, we've done that. He decided, we need to go to Nick's. We need to go to Nick's. And there's this bar in New Orleans called Nick's that doesn't serve beer. All they serve are drinks called like the 1-800-Fuck-Me-Up. And they serve drinks out of a toilet um, oh, on the okay. bar. And they have a shot called Goat's Nuts. There's Is it cherries in it. Goat? No, it's well, not. You, for as far as you can um, They have specials like 100 shot for a dollar night. Um, what? Yes. You didn't get a pick of them. Hundred what? Hundred shots for a dollar. I would die. Yeah, a lot of people nearly did. But anyway, John decides we're going to Nick's, <laughs> and the next thing I know, I'm opening my eyes, and it's actually it wasn't that pleasant at all. I open my eyes and I'm still in his car, and it's daylight, and he's asleep in the driver's seat next to me, and we're parked in somebody's breezeway. <laughs> Um, this is terrible. I mean, it's like, oh, I hit your finger. Um, we're parked in someone's breezeway. We should have been arrested or killed or something. But uh, it was I looked at and like, I wake him up and I'm like, whose house is this? And he's like, I have no idea. And we're driving around trying to figure where we are. And I looked at my hand is wrapped. I've got dried blood all over my arm. And what looks like an incredibly half-assed bandage, like wrapped all the way up it. I'm like, how did this happen? He's like, I don't. 
know how that happened because you know all the windows are in the car and stuff never quite figured <laughs> love, that one out but. I, lo- I love this like train of logic um, I don't know how that happened we've got all the windows in the car in the car so it wasn't like I punched a window <laughs> out trying to get in or out of the vehicle well yeah I'm gonna have another yeah, beverage I think let's, uh, let's get some refills and see where this goes there you go Another one in the books. Thanks, Paul. That was, uh, again, always just entertaining. I'm looking forward to possibly uh, bringing him in again for another Martini Lunch time. I think we just scratched the surface of uh, all of the stories that this guy's got to share. So for anyone out there listening, thanks again. Uh, Have another Martini. I know I will.